Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Hey, yo. You think you know me? <laughs> you never did. Oh, people at home! What's up with that? My name is PC Tony. I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the United States of Dum Dum Americas. And I'm joined as always by the man, the myth, the legend, the other half of the world's greatest tag team. Never. It's him. It is him. It doth be an inebriator in which an era it is great to be awesome. He's a scientist. And don't forget about an architect as well. It's DPP. And we're arguing over our loss of a player on our team and we got another member here that's just enjoying life with the addition for his no team. we're gonna so yeah we actually have that as a topic this week uh in addition to the browns and in uh, a subtraction 
uh, from the Packers. So we're going to get to uh, some local perspective on that topic after we talk a little, little bit of wrestling, just to be clear right now. And as we started and why I laughed during the intro, uh, we're also joined by none other than the MVP of the chair shot, uh, Mr. Velvet Pipes himself, Christopher Platt, who's parading around with his soon-to-be-born he's, he's, child's Cleveland Cleveland Browns onesie. He's dangling a onesie, and that's not a euphemism. No, it's it's like the real deal. It's like a little baby freaking, you know. It's, it's a brown. onesie. That's all brown. You don't know what a onesie is? Just Google it. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. It is a happy day indeed and i had a whole different intro lined up for this show prior to about an hour ago when we got the news we'll get to the news momentarily obviously but um my intro was actually going to be you know since i have now secured my immortality by siring a boy hey maybe i'll catch a flight to russia and try to work on this whole world peace thing you know i got some time that's the dumbest thing i've heard in a long (laughs) long time But Putin's a dude, you know, we can connect man to man. Maybe I can talk some sense into him. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, My black ass get... going to be right next to Brittany Grinder. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. Oh, boy. All sorts of stuff happening. Let's, uh, let's, let's move on from there. You take that shot, and we'll move on from that. BT dubs. Yeah, because this uh, is going to improve things. Yes, it's going to get better from here after I take this shit. Well, this is the DWI podcast, uh, edition 316. This is the Stone Cold edition of the DWI podcast. Being recorded Give me a today, hell yeah! March 16th. What, what? We're going to... We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, let's, let's do it. Let's let everybody know what's happening this week on the podcast known as DWI. Well, well, we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. Oh, you're by yourself. Uh, I can't throw my voice. She, she, uh, she, lonely little she, she. boy singing for porridge again. Here, be on your way before I boot you in yours. <laughs> Tuddy, it ain't looking too hot for us right now. I think we both had Alabama doing well in this tournament. It, 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 yeah, it, it's it's about to be Rap City, man. Brutal. You want to talk about the, you want to talk about the tournament, huh? No, no. I just happened to look over because I have it on in the background. Here's here's one of my I here's oh boy I don't need that. Here's one of my two brackets. There's only three red marks on there right now. Well, good for you. Yeah, okay. thank you very much. You didn't show us the notice how he didn't show us the other one, Dan. <laughs> one of oh, my two. Here. Here's the other one. Here's the one that we picked. It's the flyer pick. You know. Five 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 losses on that one. I haven't even looked at mine. Yeah, you shouldn't, because you guys were fucking so horrible with your picks and Patrick <laughs> and Iowa. And I mean if you go back and listen to the uh the last week's edition of PZ and Platt, and knowing what you know after what's happened in the in the in the uh, tournament, you'll see the brilliance of PC Tony and, and the irresponsible um, you know, over Confident, Platt, and, and Hey, I, I told y'all Kentucky wasn't shit, didn't I? You might even... Did you pick St. Pete's on the show? 
No, I didn't. I picked. Uh, I, I said they were going to lose to Murray State in the next round. We both round. did. We both yeah. did, and that looked really good right now. It looks really good right now for Murray State making the Sweet 16, yes. I think Pat had him in the Final Four, didn't he? I, yeah, he did. I think he did. He yeah. believed in their stars in Calipari. But yeah. all right, nonetheless, you can go back and listen to that show. It was a really good preview show. Um, but anyway, this week on the podcast known as DWI, we're going to talk and uh, retrospect. What a great opening put together there by DPP. Um, the life and times of Scott Hall, who had a big impression on all three of us. Uh, very sad to hear that news. Then we're going to get to some current wrestling with Seth and a possible matchup versus Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Yes, we're going to talk about your Cleveland Browns, Christopher Platt. I, I don't know what this world's coming to. And, of course, we will finish the show with Season 2, Episode 2, which, to me, begins is with, with its actual Seinfeld, as you know, what begins this week on DWI Podcast. DPP, Chris, it's it's your day. Go ahead. Ring the bell. DP, you're the only one on this podcast that hasn't had the opportunity on Chair Shot Radio Network airwaves to give their thoughts and 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 um, I don't know remembrances of of Scott Hall and and. You know, his impact on your wrestling fandom. Hey, yo. Yeah. Um, you know, knew him as Razor Ramon for the most part since I was a WWF guy. I mean, obviously during the WCW era with the NWO as well, but mostly as Razor Ramon is my biggest, at least, remembrances. You know, the fact that he, you know, him and Sean, you know, revolutionized the ladder match. You know, they, they like to call it the first one, but it, I mean, it really wasn't the first one technically. But, you know, uh, for WWF, the first, you know, mainstream ladder match. And between that one at WrestleMania 10, uh, the next one at SummerSlam with the two Intercontinental title belts, Sean's, you know, Sean and Razor battling for the belts. You know, Sean saying he never lost his title and brings the fake one. And, you know, also the introduction of Diesel right there, too, with, with Sean. And it was them three you know, putting those ladder matches on together and especially the first one, it's, uh, you know, it was just an era that's, that you're not going to see anymore. You know, the whole thing when he, when him and Nash walked over to the NWO or both WCW and started that whole outsiders bit going and making this NWO thing. I mean, it revolutionized the sport and changed the way we watch it forever. I mean, the Monday night wars wouldn't have been the Monday night wars without Scott Hall. So, it's just amazing, you know, his one of, and I, I always go back to this promo from him that is burned into my brain. I don't know why, but it's just, it's one that's always stuck with me when him and Rick were a tag team and Mr. Perfect came back at Survivor Series after his back, you know, back injuries that he had. He came back, I can't remember what year that was, but 95 or something maybe. Um, but it was Perfect and Macho Man and that they did that whole bit and, uh, you know, Ric Flair's doing his talking and then Razor Ramon gets on the mic and he says, hey, perfecto, Chico, when Ric Flair gets through with you, the Razor is going to carve you up. And for some reason, that 
is just embedded into my brain. He's just an amazing wrestler, amazing talent. You know, helped so many people in the industry. I mean, geez, where would the one, two, three kid be without him? You know, Sean Waltman, X Pac, Six, whatever you want to call him. Tanahashi. Tanahashi. What about, uh, you know, would the Sting Jeez, character have been, the sting, been yeah, sting? Sting still making money thanks in, in 2022, thanks to Razor Ramon. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, just revolutionary talent in the industry, brain alone, you know, just for the things that he did and was a great talent in the ring as well. You know, it's just unfortunate that we had to lose him this way, which is <laughs> which makes it even worse. You know, he had so many problems with addictions and stuff was able to turn his life around again. Thank God, D- DDP, man, Jesus, you know, helped another guy out. And then uh, just to lose him that way with, you know, <laughs> problems with a surgery, you know, is just crazy. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Razor, Scott Hall. Uh, we're going to miss you. Just another one that goes onto the list of early losses. So, Dan, I, I talked about that on pc and platt man and i said the same thing that if you would have told me 10 15 years ago that scott hall was going to live to be 63 you know all things considered i wouldn't believed you so i don't necessarily it's tragic because i mean 63 is still a relatively young man but i mean in wrestling that's that's like 80 in, in wrestler years you know what i mean especially considering the era that he came up in so it's tragic that it happened like this, but the fact that he was able to make it to three to sixty-three, rather, I think that 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 in itself is is a triumph. You know, it sucks because I mean we're all the same age here, man. So we all grew up. We you know we lived through the Monday Night Wars, whatever, whatever. Like he was just so influential. Yeah, can there or what? Dan, Dan, no, Dan getting choked up. Get all that Get all these fucking fancy gadgets. Can't afford a fucking fucking cough button. Problem <laughs> is, it comes shit, unexpectedly. You can't press the button fast enough. I'm just oppor- you know, opportunistic here. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have known unless you told them, Tony. So stay classy, Tony. Stay classy. Oh, you know how many times you guys do that to me? You can go fuck yourself. Six. <laughs> <laughs> No, but this guy, you know, he was a, a, a super talent, had a, a, a super bright mind for the business. And, you know, there's so many people that he helped along the way. And, you know, again, like I said on PC and Platt, man, he did life right. He left his mark on this earth and his legacy is going to live on long beyond him. And that's really all you can ask for in this life, right? I think he'll be remembered as the greatest that didn't win the major belt from WrestleMania era. I know kudos to Jake and Kurt and Roddy and perfect Rick Rude, but I don't think you can put anybody else up there with those five that I can think of. Mr. Perfect would be the only other one. Like he, they were but my I would two still say WWF. Still say Hall. Hall had a bigger impact on the modern wrestling revolution than obviously he's, you know different era than some of them but i don't know i would just say his overall impact i i understand they're all great right but that's what i that's, that would be my that's well said i i you know i for, for me again the the line starts and ends with roddy piper as in the, the greatest that never won the belt but what you just said 
Scott Hall's impact on the modern era. Like, yeah, there there would be no modern era if it wasn't for him. And one of the things that I love so much about him was that he was just a cool ass motherfucker. And, you know, coolness is something that I think that the industry is lacking now. There, there's not a lot of cool guys in wrestling anymore. And he was just a cool ass motherfucker. He was so cool, man. He played a Cuban character. He was white as the driven snow and nobody batted an eyelash. Even to this day, nobody brings up how problematic that might have been. Because he was just a cool ass motherfucker, man. He was, he was, it was, would he be the one that made it cool to be bad? You know, before that, was yeah. it cool to be bad? I don't know. Uh, like, not that I remember did. anyway. It was so cool. The, from the toothpick thing to the, the spirit fingers to just him walking you know, to the ring. Like everything he did. Austin at the same time, maybe. Like he wasn't, he wasn't thought of as cool like instantly when NWO happened. Like, we all thought what was happening was cool if you knew what was going on, but like, it wasn't instantly like, oh my goodness, you know, these are, you know, no, Razor was just always bad. cool, man. Ra- well, Razor I... was always cool, man. Come on, man. Razor Ramon wasn't cool. This motherfucker played a, his gimmick was a Coke dealer. And, and to the point he, he had fucking Razor Blades cool, on his tights, man. I, it was... And got away with right. it. Listen, you got a go little, ahead, go little bit too much Cleveland running through your veins. Today. You just <laughs> settle down a little bit. Oh, real, real quick. Real quick, though, I just wanted to say, um, Dan, you, you brought up the, the ladder match at WrestleMania 10 with him and Shawn Mike. I actually went back this morning and watched that match in remembrance to Scott Hall, and it still holds up very, very well. I actually yes. prefer that match to a lot of the modern ladder matches. I think the gimmick is kind of played out now, you know what I mean? But it holds up very well. Great point. Great point. All right, la- last... Uh... Last round the round the horn here. Um, remembering Scott Hall, I just that uh, NWO. I mean, that was that's huge. That's that's wrestling. That's without it, there's three parts to that whole era kicking off, and and that's one of the that's the epitome and the start. And the fact that he was the first one to have the balls that you know really just head out. Right. I mean, some guys were jumping back and forth before, but this was a guy that, you know, didn't get what he was wanting and, and left and still never got it, but became one of the greatest ever. If you really want to see some interesting Scott Hall work, go watch him in AWA in the 80s. And let me know what you think of his handlebar mustache. That guy is fucking gigantic back then. But, yeah, we'll we'll miss you, Scott Hall. And thank you for all of your contributions to the business you loved. Uh, every time I turn on the N64 and put on WWF No Mercy and watch my created character come down the aisle and he comes down to the Razor Ramon, smooth walking, that's uh, that's Scott Hall for me, you know? Uh, that's you know, He left his mark on me and on the world, so. Am I, I was doing the Nash, I think. You did the Nash behind me, and I'd come through with the, with whatever. Nice. Yeah, smooth. Nice. World's, world's greatest tag team never. <laughs> to pop to to paraphrase the source material, i.e., Tony Montana in Scarface. <clears throat> so say goodnight to the bad guy, cause it'll be a long time before you see a bad guy like this again. Let me tell you.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than average fans. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Episode 316. Hell yeah. Give me a hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. EWI podcast. What? <laughs> what? What? And that's what? the bottom line because Stone Cold sets them. I apologize for starting that. What? What? This isn't the Pat McAfee show, so settle down. Okay, Cleveland? What? <laughs> what? Slow your roll, Cleveland. What? Let's talk about one possible storyline as we head to WrestleMania. And let's talk about Seth Rollins and the possibility that he he could be facing Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. A lot of people say this is too short of a build. This is something that should happen the Monday after WrestleMania, which does make a lot of sense. I I don't know. I I don't honestly, I don't care when it happens. I, I would like to see Cody back in the WWE, but what do you guys think? I absolutely would love to see Cody Rhodes back in WWE, you know, ever since he, you know, parted ways, quote unquote, with AEW, you know, that's been the big rumor about going on. So, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, you know, and now that they bought Ring of Honor, I don't know if... Anything else is happening? Maybe it's been a ruse this whole time. I think I said that from the beginning. You know, it might be a ruse, but I don't. I I would be be awesome. I don't think it's too. Sh- if you want to call it too short, fine. <laughs> How long of a build do you want between this match? I don't know. You don't. You don't really need a big build for that match. Cody Rhodes coming back is is big enough. And you know, hell, the Hardys came back at WrestleMania. They didn't have any build to their match and won the tag titles. So. I don't know. You don't. I don't think you really need a build for that. That that's that's too long. 
because the name recognition alone is enough and WrestleMania is going to be jam-packed anyway. So do you really need that for WrestleMania? Okay, so and if you're what you're proposing and I I kind of like it is this is something they can use to kickstart an extra super buzz at the first night of WrestleMania. This happens early, the first night of WrestleMania, where Seth comes out and he's not supposed to be out there and he's whining and complaining. And he says, I'm not leaving until I get someone to come out here and wrestle me, you know? And everybody's like, well, everybody's got a match and everything. And then, you know, Pierce and Sonya come out and like, you got to go. And then all of a sudden the music hits, right? Now, who cares if you expect it? It's still going to be fucking cool. I, I don't know. Chris, I did, that just came up came to me while DP was pitching what he thought was going to happen. What do you think is going to happen? And will it happen at all? Personally, I, I agree with what you said to begin, Tony. I think that it would have been Cody's return would have been better served the night after Mania. But Seth Rollins is, is a top guy in that company, and he has no clear path or anything going on for WrestleMania. So you got to think that he is going to be on that card in some capacity. And it makes sense. And kind of going back to what Dan said, maybe they are looking for that hearty pop, which, and you know, having been in the house for that hearty pop at um, WrestleMania 33, I believe it was, that was the loudest pop I've ever heard live up until, you know, CM Punk coming back to AEW back in August. I, I was blessed to be in the house for that as well. But maybe that's that what they're five, going for, is that hearty that pop. That couldn't have been five years ago when they did that hearty pop. It had to, because this is 38. And that was 33, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't been to a mania since 34. So, hey, yeah. Listen, some time flies when you're DVR and wrestling and fast forwarding through a lot of it. Okay. So don't <laughs> mess with it. It's 33. But yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, I think he does make his return at mania. And yeah, they're looking for that hardy pop. And because, I mean, you got to do something with Seth, man. Like, Seth's been holding y'all down like an anvil on a seesaw for this entire year he's one of the top guys and he's got nothing to do you expect me to believe that he has nothing to do with mania he's been top five like uh, like unarguable top five guy wrestler in the world for let's say five years probably um so yeah he's he's kind of he's kind of the younger he's the next generation randy orton you know right now he's not as tall and 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 imposing that way but he's still really strong and able to do all the move sets and play the face and play the heel and draw for this and that so i i like what he's doing right now i love the suits you know i love the fact that everybody can give him shit about becky which is great it's just another thing to add to like what he can actually bring another real element to where they can actually draw off emotion from the people so yeah, I, I hope it happens. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Cody doesn't come back to WWE because the person that's guaranteeing this is the person who I associate with going to a diner and ordering a seltzer and a patty melt. And that's really how I know that. That's kind of the significance I give to that as well. So, But I do love to dive in and roll around in the dirtiest sheets and see what's crapping in. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. To just, you know, put a bow on it for me. 
Well, oh, well, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, maybe you lay down that side. I'm going to stay on this side. You never <laughs> no, sleep no, on that don't. side. I know. That's your side tonight. It's all, well, yeah, it's I don't, right we, well, don't sleep in the wet spot. No, but but no. Okay, so if. <laughs> but Again, that would that'd be the, ti- that'd be that'd the be title. That'd be the title if we could. Uh... <laughs> Put a towel down, okay? Trust me. <laughs> you, you and your significant other will, will thank me later. Put a towel down. But, uh, okay, so if you don't think Cody is coming back at Mania, so then what do they do with Seth Rollins at Mania then? I don't know. Okay, so if you were booking, what would you do if Cody's not coming back? Um, I'd tell Vince to DM me on Twitter at PC Tony and um done giving him fucking storylines for WrestleMania this year. <laughs> He's got enough. You have almost booked the whole show over the last year and a half. Right. I, I forgot because you think Vince listens to the shoe and steals your ideas. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. Uh, yeah, well, somebody was, stole your you, best receiver, but we'll get to that. Did you hear about my new uh, business venture? I'm going to be on Shark Tank. Go on. Selling tinfoil hats. Out of the two of us, which one of us would be more apt to or likely to sell a tinfoil hat? Y'all know y'all already think I'm crazy as cat shit anyway, and I'm Mr. Conspiracy Guy. I'm the chair shots resident conspiracy guy. DP, did you want to close us out here on this topic? Hey man, just I because do. you're crazy doesn't mean they're not out to get you. All right. So I like the idea of Seth Rollins coming out to open WrestleMania, bitching because he doesn't have a match, hijacking the show, and then here comes American Dream. Vince McMahon forced him to wear the goddamn pink polka dot. The polka dot. The polka dot. Oh, he's got the pizza gimmick. In the words of Tommy Rich, in the words of fucking the NWA Hall of Famer Tommy Rich. Shit, man, they gave Dusty the pizza gimmick and even got that over. <laughs> Those words were said right here on this very podcast, people. <laughs> this very DWI podcast. Uh, that, that's what we're talking that about. That was great. Shout out to Slash Gordon. I Shout mean, Tommy, uh, Tommy Rich. Rich, my bad. Tommy Rich, man. Won that Good title guy. from uh, Marley Race. Did. You don't look like the dude to play Flash Gordon, no? Why not? I'm sure they would love to. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think we're going to move on. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. We're going to take a commercial break. Uh, this is the 316th edition of the DWI podcast right here on ChairShot Radio Network, where you can find on all of your favorite streaming platforms. And, of course, at thechairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. We shall return. I guarantee it. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, lots of NFL news to talk about, but we're going to start with the one piece of NFL news that I want to talk about that doesn't involve either of our teams, but does in a sense as well. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck will be calling Monday Night Football for ESPN, and they will be calling the Super Bowl that ABC is going to have coming up. Your thoughts on that announced team, that move in general. Must have got paid, paid eh? Yeah, they got paid, they too, paid. yes. But that's a big get. Because, I mean, you know, ESPN has been struggling since they've had Monday Night Football to put a, 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 a booth together that people give a shit about or even is good. And Aikman and Buck are pretty damn good. And I think it brings some prestige back to the Monday night proceedings. It makes it feel bigger now. Ring the bell. You know what I mean? Ring the bell. The pres- that word prestige back to Monday night. Monday night football yeah. used to be it. Like, you you, you wanted your team. I, like, I can remember we talk about Brett Favre, right? And we're going to get into quarterbacks and everything. And coming in and making Green Bay relevant. I remember the first time the Packers were on NFL uh, or Monday Night Football, they were playing the Kansas City Chiefs at Kansas City. And I got to stay up to watch that game. And I was, you know, not even, I was 12 or 13 or whatever, 11, maybe whatever at the time. You know, the whole game. Before it was halftime, you got to go to bed. But Monday Night Football used to be that game where you knew all your peers were watching and you knew all the other fans were watching. Now it's just kind of another game because Everybody has access to everything. So how do you stand out? You bring the prestige back, Chris, and probably the most recognizable broadcasting duo in the game right now, Dan. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're, they're, I mean, they are arguably the number one team in the booth right now. Tony Romo, maybe, you know, they talk, a lot of people talk about him and love him, but he, they're not to that level they yet. May not be your they may not be your favorite, but as far as getting paid, they're number one. They are. They are, and they're going to be the, and they're the most recognizable. You know, it's like having John Madden as your announce, announcing. You know, that's what you want, and that's what you got right there. And I do. That's a great word, the prestige, because yeah, you have access to every game now if you want it. You know, before that's that's what it was, right? You had your Fox game and your uh, CBS game, and that's all you got to watch. And if it's your, you know, if your local team, and then one other oddball game. Well, when we were growing up, it was you had and you had Fox and well, when we were really young, NBC still had football, but then everything got shifted and and Fox got the NFC and and CBS got the AFC, but you did add ESPN Sunday Night Football, but that was cable, that yeah. was cable because at the time Monday Night Football was still on ABC, which was still broadcast, right, right, so. It all kind of changed when it went from broadcast to cable to on ESPN. It kind of turned into the same thing that it was um, a Sunday night football, right? Right. And that's, yeah, that's the time to get your, yeah, get your team. You know, like, you know, you're one of the top teams when you got to make it onto Monday night football and you got to be, you know, in the limelight or whatever, the main event, whatever you want to call it, you know, that's when everybody gets to watch you and you want to stand out, you know, and that, yeah, it's tough to do this this you know day and age when you can see every game. So that's like I said, that's the way. That's a good way to do it is you get your number one broadcast team to do it, and that's the way it should be. So two questions for you, gentlemen. Number one, how long is it going to be before a Super Bowl airs on ESPN? 
And number two, how much money? Just say, real quick. Let me let me hold on. Let me just finish uh, with the second, and then I'll, I'll mute my mic. But how much money would the NFL make if they put the Super Bowl on pay per view? No, no, no. You're missing the boat. It's already started. Go on. You know who has the rights to Thursday Night Football next year? Amazon, right? Full. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Touche. Touche. Going to inject the poison. <laughs> Touche. Say it. How long is it? You said pay-per-view. How long is it before the Super Bowl is on Amazon? It's 20. Th- this next five, Super Bowl is going to be on Disney. This, this, no, this, no this, next, this next Super Bowl is in 2023, right? I'll say by 2028, no, by 2027, the Super Bowl will be on a, on a streaming, whether it's Amazon or whatever. I would bet Amazon if I had to pick one, but that's what I, I'm. They probably got it figured out for the next couple of years if we looked it up, I bet, as to who owns the rights to the Super Bowls. But Yeah, because they, yeah, they plot that shit out five, ten years in advance. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, it's not that far. It's not that far. The city, I don't think it's that far network-wise. But I'm saying whatever's next, just watch. Yeah. I would. It's going to ship. I'd pick Disney because that's, that's ESPN. That's, you know, they're the freaking powerhouse. That, but that just means it's on ABC and it's streaming on Disney. I'm saying exclusively streaming somewhere. So I said, That's Amazon. They could make it exclusive. You know, they could say, "Oh, we gotta pay for it on Disney." What if they do like they did with like some of the movies that are coming out and say, "Oh, you can, you know, you can watch it now for twenty dollars or whatever." You know, comes out same time as theaters. I don't know if that would ever happen. The live That's aspect like of I guess. being able to such wide wide variety of an audience. You know, it's hard I'm to say. Just excited that I have an opportunity to maybe be there during my lifetime, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I think Amazon has done it before where they've actually live broadcasted on their streaming so that you didn't even have to pay for it. You didn't have to have a subscription. You could just have social media and watch it. Well, the reason I threw pay-per-view out there though, is because if they're partners partnering rather with a streaming service that divides the pot. Because the streaming service is going to have to get a bulk of that money. So how much of that money is the actual National Football League going to see? You know what I mean? Because you got to subscribe to that channel in order to get the Super Bowl. As opposed to pay-per-view, where you could throw it on there for, you know, 65 bucks or sixty nine ninety nine or whatever the fuck. And you're going to you get, wanted you know, an HD, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you're going to get, you know, 70 million, maybe even 100 million people Buying it well, at you know seventy would bucks. NFL, would the NFL be better to have be a subscription service and just see how many people would subscribe to the service and then you just get all the games? No, no, don't put that in the ether. Like the Sunday please ticket. don't put that in the ether. Yeah, don't put that in the ether, please, please don't. I, I would, I would easily spend ten dollars a month to watch everything NFL all the time. Like the NFL so Network. You. Like if they just put everything I would to too, NFL but Network. I don't want them. Yeah, I would too, but I don't want them to do that. And you just put it out into the ether, man. January. So basically, fifty bucks, you get the whole season, everything, everything you want, any game you ever want to watch, anything that's ever on, all the channels it's on, all the broadcasts, fifty bucks. How many subscribers do they get? Ten bucks a month, right now. They can charge a hundred. 
I and Amazon Prime, you can or YouTube TV, you can subscribe for the Red Zone channel for ten bucks a month. The sports package that includes the Red Zone channel, ten bucks a month. I turn it on and off during the football season. That's it. Well, that's why I still watch. But it's these only the Red Zone. Nefar- oh, my bad, Dan. Sorry. Yeah, but that's that's why I still but watch these games exclusive. through nefarious means because the NFL Sunday ticket is like eighty bucks a month, and I can't oh, justify spending fun, that man. money. Yeah, yeah I can't. Three hundred fifty bucks, I think, is what I used to spend to get it when I was living down in Texas because I want just because I wanted to watch the Packers. You wanted to watch the Packers, yeah. That's why I want to watch the Browns, so I got to go through nefarious means, you know. I, yeah, I can't just buy eighty bucks a month for the goddamn Sunday ticket. You got onesies to buy. All I can tell you guys, I don't get the. Yeah, he does. I don't have. I don't diapers. And diapers. <laughs> yeah, potty train that kid as soon as you can. You stop spending money on that. Um, the only thing I can tell you guys is I don't really enjoy the Red Zone channel. I'm my own Red Zone channel with multiple TVs, and I've gotten the Sunday ticket for free for the last two years. So, how'd you pull that off, or is that something we need to talk about off air? Well, when you've been a direct TV customer <laughs> for a while, eighty-six years. Okay, fair enough. So your grandfather ain't good for you. You spray ham on the uh, on the dish every now and again to make sure it doesn't scramble when it's in clement weather. I have a specific. I have a. I have a dish. <laughs> some I have there. a dish broom. I'll tell you that. I have a dish broom. I also listen, folks. If you have cable or satellite, make sure you go to your local Walmart or wherever and get yourself a freaking. $10 HD antenna so that if you're watching a game that's on network television and you have storms or you have snow, all you have to do is turn on your affiliate and it'll be the best uh, best picture you can get on an HD TV watching television. You know what I'm hoping as far as, you know, if you don't have cable and you have always options with streaming services, I'm really hoping somebody one day comes together and just bundles all these streaming services into one package so that I can get everything that I want. So you mean cable yeah. television? What? Yeah, cable television. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what cable is. Wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. No, it's streaming services. I got I got like five streaming services. And they all have different shows. But I want them all together so I can find them in one place. Yes, cable. Somebody's that. Somebody will do it. Yeah, somebody it's coming back come around. Cable television. You know, 90s are I back. 90s somebody, are back. Yeah. You know. Somebody will come up with cable television. I guarantee it, Dad. You're right. Waiting for it. <laughs> Jeez. DP with the bit of the show, folks. Period. End of story. Exclamation point. All right. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Head on over there. Pick yourself up a chair shot t shirt. You can even get one that says nefarious means, just like Christopher Platt mentioned. Do it in soft style. Spend the extra money. It feels good on your giblets, as Patrick O'Dowd would say. I'm just going to steal from people now. Everybody's been stealing from me forever. Fuck them. It'll also make you more aesthetically pleasing. And let me tell you, it makes a great gift as well. I'm just kidding. I love Patrick. But I stole from him. Uh, giblets. Really like that word. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick one up. Do it now. What, Chris? What? You don't like it when I ask you no, to do no, it? No, you don't like no. it when I do it? The fuck no, no, do you no, want, no. man? I want a million dollars in a threesome with uh, um, Sasha Banks and Amber, but uh, you know one of those things is attainable. Like I'll get to the million before I get to the threesome. Yeah, well, I, but but once a, I get give to me the a million, few years, okay. I never I would never do you were actually serious about it. So give me a few years. 
But once I get to the million, I might be able to <laughs> negotiate the threesome. So okay, let's there. Yeah. No, but no, but who steals from you, man? Who's, you, who's all this Bader? Bob Silver? Like I, I steal from you. I, I stole uh, aesthetically pleasing from you, fair, because you know you're the first person that's ever ever put those words together, obviously, according to you. But who steals from you besides me? Steve and y'all Allen. all steal. And y'all all steal from me. I'm like the little Richard of the fucking chair shot, man. Y'all all <laughs> steal from me, <laughs> honey. Shut up. <laughs> All right, we're going to change gears real quick here. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. DP, I would like you to get a stopwatch ready oh. on your phone, whatever. Just bring it up. Stop Let me know when you're ready. Can't do work. You know he just had a 16-hour right. shift Flat. with the Illuminati. Flat. Flat. You have... I know where this is going. I know where this is going. You have... You have four minutes. Go. Oh. I don't even need four minutes, man. I'm so excited. So as we're recording this, man, the news just broke maybe an hour, hour and a half before we started recording that the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland fucking Browns have acquired Deshaun Watson. Now, they had to give up a king's ransom for it. Like, they had to guarantee him $230 million, plus they gave up. Uh, Dan and I were talking about this prior to the show. It's either three or four number ones. Dan was saying three. I thought I maybe heard four. It doesn't matter. They ain't going to have a draft pick in the first round for the foreseeable future, and that's the bottom line. And they gave up some seconds and some thirds as well. But they didn't have to give up any players. And they have a quarterback, a real live quarterback who's fucking good. I don't care what you say. And we're not going to talk about all the ancillary shit that has, that, you know, surrounds Deshaun. That, that shit will work itself out. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to get into any of that. I'm talking from a merely football perspective. We got a top five quarterback, y'all, and didn't have to give up any players. The Browns have the best offensive line in football. They've got the best one-two running back punch in football with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Didn't have to give up any of them. The defense showed up and played last season. Jadavian Clowney may want to resign now with the Browns because they do have a legitimate chance. And listen, the AFC is a fucking arms race right now. Like this shit is like the goddamn space race between the Soviet Union and the U.S. It's a legit arms race. Like every day, somebody in the AFC is getting somebody significant. And the Browns are right there. They got a top five quarterback and hope is restored. In my lifetime, it is a distinct possibility that the Cleveland Browns, yes, the Cleveland Browns may appear in a Super Bowl, and I'm excited. I got my baby's onesie out here right now. This is for my baby. And come day one, game one, week one, guess what my baby's going to be? Because the motherfucker's going to be here. So guess what my baby's going to be wearing? He's going to be wearing his little Browns fans onesie. He's going to bring them his good fortune. Good juju, good everything, good karma, and it's a happy day on the mistake by the lake. The rivers and the shores and the banks of Cuyahoga, we are opening and we're crying tears of joy because Jenny Haslam, Jimmy, Jenny Haslam, Jesus, Jimmy Haslam, I love when billionaires put their nuts on the table, okay? He basically gave him the Ted DiBiase. Everybody's got a price. 230 guaranteed. You can't say no. That leave your personal life out of this, sir. Whatever you and Thor got It's a true story, though. It's true. It's true. I'm excited. The Browns are players. 
we're back. The Browns are back, baby. And to to quote the late great late great, I, why did I just kill Rick Flair? Why do I kill <laughs> legends on every podcast that I'm on? Man, Rick is still alive and kicking it. But to quote the Nature Boy, Rick Flair, whether you like it or you hate it, learn to love it because it's the best thing going. Woo! That's the Cleveland Browns, baby. We're back. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Woo, woo. We're back. We got a real-ass quarterback that can throw the ball, that can make completions, that can win games. And we've got pieces around him. We have talent. We're a talented squad. We're a real football team, baby. We're back. We're back. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. I told you to get the four minutes. Four minutes. I That's told you. That's my time, huh? ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to uh, tip the field and try your waitress. I'm go. definitely going to have to talk about this this coming week on either Three Man Weave or PC and Platt. DP, why don't you give your thoughts about Deshaun Watson being thrust into the forefront of Cleveland sports? Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Stay classy, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I got you back. <laughs> as far as it as far as a legal matter, there is still a lot more to, to to come here. As far as him playing right away, it's doubtful. It sounds like he will serve some kind of suspension. But from a purely perspective, purely football perspective, I, I just wanted to say that's kind of where we're coming from. We're not trying to undersell the fact that, that you know, there could have been serious things that have happened here. Um, and we'll see what happens in civil court. But yeah, I gave, I gave from, a purely, but, from a I mean, purely football perspective, Cleveland's set up for a while. If Deshaun Watson can come back to the forum, he had at the end of his career in Houston, he was one of the top five quarterbacks in the league, hands down. And he's only 27 years old. So this we'll is close it I off there. This is why I can't we'll afford it. I got to buy more onesies. I got to buy more onesies, baby. Four fucking minutes. I told you, Dan. <laughs> I didn't say you were Devontae wrong. Devontae Adams. Chris, Chris, I want to get your perspective as a, as a non-Packers fan as to what you feel about Devontae Adams being traded to Oakland. I told you this was going to happen when A.A. Ron signed that uh, impossible contract, man. They were going to have to gut the roster to make room for this guy. And that's that's a casualty of war at this point in time. That's what I think about it. So the Packers offered him the same exact contract and he chose to go to Las Vegas. He wanted more money and they couldn't afford to give him more money. But they offered him this. Is he off? They offered him as much money as any other team. So then, why is he going to the Raiders? Because Derek Carr is his best friend and his college quarterback, and there's no state income tax in in Nevada. When did that happen? When did Nevada stop doing income tax? Has that always been a thing? Because I, I I know Texas and I know Florida. I didn't know uh, Nevada yeah. was. There's other too. there's other ones too. I think Montana and. Idaho. Nobody really lives there. Nobody lives there. No, nobody gives a shit. Um, 
Yeah, I thought this was a casualty of the Aaron Rodgers contract, but he can't be too happy. Well, it's hard to not be happy when you're making that much money. But, he I mean, knew. that was his top receiver. So he now, knew, and you let him go. No, oh, all right. So they weren't friends. Never okay, been, cool. Ever since gambling was legal in Nevada, they've never had state tax. They'd, okay, cool. Gambling takes care of that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And, and – prostitutes i think i think aaron and Devonte both did what was best for them i think they had a great relationship on the field and they appreciate one another but to be honest with you i kind of put it this way to, i was talking to somebody during the day today that's a knowledgeable sports fan and i said you know what if adam signs his contract here and then he's here for years in his con years of his career without aaron Rodgers very soon and he does never have the chance to go play with Derek Carr, and now he has the chance to do it, and he never, and he, he already played with Aaron. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's what, something he always wanted, if they're as close as they say, and maybe the wound that he has for the Packers not resigning him last year, and this is all probably due to Aaron and his, you know, indecisiveness, the same way Favre and his indecisiveness. But I don't know. I, as a Packers fan, I'll tell you this. In a perfect world, Aaron and Devontae are both dressing up in the green and gold next year. I'd much rather have Aaron and no Devontae than Devontae and no Aaron. That's fair. And, I mean, also to be fair, man, there's a plethora of quality wide receiver free agents on the market. Hell, Jarvis Landry is still out there. Maybe y'all could land him. Like, there's some really good wide – you could pick up a wide receiver out here on the free agent market. I would rather it's not that hard. see them – I'd rather see them package those picks up and go get a proven wide receiver that's not on the market. Why? And Jarvis Landry is right there, and you don't have to trade anybody. I don't want Jarvis Landry or Julio Jones. Well, nobody wants Julio Julio Jones. Jones. He's washed, but Landry still has some tread on his tire. Who has been throwing him the ball for the past four seasons, Tunney? Those, like, everybody keeps shitting on the Browns wide receivers. Those motherfuckers were open this year, man. They just, you know... They got open. You had four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, man, Jarvis could still play. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Jarvis could still play. Yeah. I wouldn't. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I, I know you believe in your former Cleveland guy. No, he could still Dan play. Ron- like, it's not hard to. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm done. I'm done. I'll bet you. I'll bet you 20 that he doesn't have 70 catches and 800 yards next year, wherever he plays. Yeah, I'm not taking that bet. I'm not taking that uh, Okay, thank you very much. Dan, you want to finish this topic? Yeah, I think uh, it's funny. I saw one. I saw a really good tweet about that saying, uh, I'll bet you that uh, all these first-round picks, first second-round picks that the Packers got, and they're not going to draft a wide receiver. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna draft a quarterback. I did. DP, I actually stopped in at that uh, NCAA party I talked about did you? for an hour. Nice. Yep, and uh, I made that same prediction did there. You? Yeah, I won't draft a, I won't draft a wide receiver. I, you know, no, that they're gonna draft a quarterback. Draft a quarterback. Yeah. They're, they're gonna get that kid from Pittsburgh. I can't remember his name, but y'all know oh, who I'm talking about. Take, no, who's the other kid? Um, oh, what's his name? Malik uh, Wilson. Is that his name? The the Cincinnati guy, is that who he plays for? I, I, I'm I'm I just remember the Cincinnati guy. Like he actually rated very well on some draft boards. I, I don't I don't know what his name is though. Maybe that's him. I don't know. I don't know. Dan, just talk, Probably man. Was part I, I of Rogers' deal to not draft a quarterback anymore. But 
I, you know, yeah, as a Packer fan, I was super pissed about this. Obviously, you don't want to lose this guy. And, and then hearing that, you know, they offered him the same amount of money, he didn't want to go. If that's, you know, I'll, I'll get better about it as the season comes along and we figure out what we're doing with the rest of our roster here. Bleak Willis out of Liberty. Nobody's drafting a fucking quarterback out of Liberty. Get the fuck out of here. Nobody drafted a quarterback out of Cal. Either. He goes in the first round. I'll bet you 20 he goes in the first round. Cal, yeah, because everybody's thirsty for quarterback. I'll bet you, I'll bet you no. 20 he goes in the first round. No, because everybody's thirsty for quarterbacks. Why you want a quarterback that couldn't drink in college or have sex in college? Why would you want that? <laughs> how, how are you going to lead men and you ain't had no pussy or booze? How's that work? How's that work? Seriously. Like, it's different if you make it like a lifestyle choice. Like, yeah, so I don't we're not ordering, or we're, we're I'm saving ordering. myself for marriage, whatever. That's respectable. But you literally couldn't do those things because you went to a Christian-ass school. You're lame. Bro. Nobody's going to follow you. Nobody, You're not you, a leader of men. You're a lame. Deshaun Watson has increased your testosterone, I believe. <laughs> well, thank God something did. <laughs> <I'm old. laughs> Bro, I hear you. I hear you there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think I think we're good to go here. I think we're going to get into our final topic here as we move along. The 316th edition. Nobody's going to do it this time. What? There it is. My bad, I man. I, almost, I, I just almost oh, died I, because my beer I, went down the wrong pipe. My bad. I couldn't provide entertainment as I was dying. My bad. I apologize, okay? Thank you. You want to put your tube so fucking red? Christopher Platt died appropriately. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chair shot head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services use the promo code chair shot to save 10 percent. that's angrylemonade.net thechairshot.com always use your head we don't understand death and the proof of this is that we give dead people a pillow and uh i mean hey you know I think if you can't stretch out and get some solid rest at that point, I don't see how betting accessories really make the difference. I mean, they got the guy in a suit with a pillow. Now, is he going to a meeting or is he catching 40 winks? I mean, let's make up our mind where we think they're going. Gentlemen, I made the remark earlier that I feel like in watching this episode, for, boy, I don't even know, maybe the dozenth time ever that I really start to see the writing change. And besides the comedic monologue that Jerry delivers at the dinner table for at Manya's dinner, you know, because that's clearly Jerry sitting there doing a bit on, you know, on everything, which, which was great. But we're not going to see that much more, right? We get we get Kramer in the levels. We get Jerry's father that everybody remembers. We get George saying, "I can't possibly imagine in any way I'll ever have sex again." <laughs> completely. Yeah. This is a great. Completely outside this is the of the, the topic that they were talking about, too. <laughs> and he hasn't been in the whole episode, right? And they end up at the diner. And plus, you know. 
I mean, obviously for me, this episode hits home because Jerry is in a softball league and they make it to the championship and he has to go in between whether or not he goes to the funeral or goes to the championship game. And I got to tell you, folks, Dan, what would I have done if, if what would I have done? Well, unless I died, you would have gone to the softball. Well, you would have gone to the softball game. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> And would have hit three home runs in your order, right? <laughs> well, he certainly wouldn't have, wouldn't have done what Jerry did. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't. I'm glad I don't play softball anymore and you're alive, to be honest with you. <laughs> you don't want to make that decision, do you? <laughs> I feel like that was a stubborn blessing you just gave me. <laughs> I don't know if I would have put that in my note. Just go to the game. Listen, listen. <laughs> set a beer, set a beer down on the on the bench where listen, I would sit listen, and, and taunt listen, everybody. Listen, listen. I'll only be disappointed. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It, it, you would have did the uh, the Babe Ruth for him. Y'all remember the Babe Ruth movie? Like, yeah, Jimmy, you're a dying kid of cancer. I'm gonna hit a home run for you. <laughs> That's that. You know what? That's coming later too. <laughs> The oh, Danny Tartable? Is that Tartable? Yeah, I what? No, it was Kramer. It was it was Paul O'Neill. It was Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I actually watched that episode recently. It was because you know they yeah. show it on Comedy Central now, and I caught it yep. once uh, last Sunday morning, I think. Well, all of it's on Netflix, by the way, Chris. So hopefully for the yes, next. Yes, I'm and a half aware. Year. Yes, I'm aware, sir. Hopefully for the next three and a half years, we're gonna be fucked if we can't find this anywhere. We. Let's say if it stays on Netflix for three years, yeah. No fair, hey, the Pretty various sure. means, Jack. Jerry Couch to nowhere. Can we, Couch can we download them right now? Can you download Couch them all right now? How can you download shit from Netflix, man? That's not how that works. You can. Can you get a video recorder into like your laptop or something? Technically, you can download them onto your device and then watch them like if you're on a flight or something like that. You know, like you can download them to a, to your device. I don't know how it. If it expires or something Would work like that, then you can watch it offline. Yeah. Shout out, Tony. I'm listening to the feds right now. Continue. <laughs> just because I know <laughs> from traveling all the time. He just down it downloads to your device. I don't know if it ever expires or something like that. No, actually, it doesn't. But I think once it's off, you know, the network or something, it probably goes away. But yeah, you can download them and watch them offline. Hmm. All right. So back to the episode. How about these peas? These peas are delicious. <laughs> The, what uh, is this? They got flavor. Yeah, exquisite flavor of <laughs> the, the of the woods. Maid, uh, in the little kid chair, like you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, are you sure you don't want to switch seats? We also get the uh, first mention of the trenchless. Uh, Stay tuned. Uh, the what? The, the beltless. The beltless, trenchless, uh, beltless trench coat. Uh, the beltless trench coat. Yeah. The Stay tuned. Belt, yeah. The trenchless belt coat. By the way. Yeah, we get uh, we get tuned. the new. Uh, Father Seinfeld, with the yep. you know that's going to be the permanent dad, mom and dad. We get them back. We get Uncle He's Leo's first comedic- appearance. He's much better comedically with the uh, answering of the phone was excellent. Are you going to get it? I thought you're okay. I'll get it. They both end up right there. But yes, have I told you about Jeffrey? Have I told you about your cousin Jeffrey? He's a, he's out of the parks. <laughs> parks I, I love Jerry's parents, and I, I also love. Uncle Leo. He's one of my favorite ancillary characters on the show. Like he's up there with Newman and uh and Jackie Childs. I like I I love him. But 
Jerry Jerry said some real shit in this episode though. Talking about his aunt, and she was talking about her pony, and he said, "Well, who the hell immigrates <laughs> from a country where they give it out ponies all willy nilly?" Like I'm paraphrasing, but that's a good point. Why would you leave a country where you, everybody's getting ponies and shit? <laughs> her pony. She was. It was the pride. It's the pride of Krakow. It was the pride of Krakow. I couldn't even get it out. I couldn't even get it out. Who, who leaves a pony-filled country to come to a ponyless country? Well, people were coming across on the on the boats. On Staten Island, I never seen anybody riding over on a pony on the boat. Oh my god! Touche, oh, touche. So then he catches a, a bit of good luck where it starts raining when he's at the funeral. And he's like, this is great. The game's postponed. I can play tomorrow. Oh, by the way, when Jerry has to yell out the window at his mom, how much is that Jerry voice? Like, like, Ma, Ma, up here. Manya, Manya died. Manya died. Like, that's so Jerry, brother. I can, uh, what about the peanuts in the plane? Spot on. <laughs> uh, and and well, that maybe and, Jerry just earned him. Maybe Jerry just earned himself a next spot on next year's holiday album. <laughs> Here you go, guys. We can start building our. We can start album. building our roster next year's holiday album. How's that sound? Yeah, he can do. He can read. Uh, Twas the night before Christmas or something. What's the night before Christmas? What's the deal with Christmas? <laughs> I don't know. I've been celebrating Hanukkah for eight days. <laughs> I don't infringe on my character. I already claimed this one. Get your own new character. <laughs> and I hate, I'm, I might get in trouble saying this, but the shout out to Morty Steinfeld, Seinfeld rather for being the stereotypical Jewish guy bitching because he can't get his money back <laughs> from, the, <laughs> from the play tickets. Oh, it's unrefundable, <laughs> and he's trying to get the the the. What is he? It's still a training. Uh, he's being a, a doctor. He's still in school or whatever. Whatever his nephew, whoever that was, and he's trying to get him to write on this piece of paper. <laughs> they got a degree. What's the difference? They don't know. <laughs> and trying to what are you trying to like ride back on the on the military plane or some shit like that? Oh yeah, he tried to do that too. Yeah, he couldn't get on the military plane. Like, oh, somebody they closed down the uh, uh, the depot or whatever in Florida, so he couldn't take the army plane. <laughs> like what? So Lane is still searching for an apartment, and this is kind of like the end of the show. And and her interaction with with Manya's husband is just excellent for the apartment. Like, you can totally. Get Saturday night, you can totally get Julia Louis Dreyfus Saturday Night Live vibes from her interaction there. It's like, you know, very slow roll into the politeness to annoyed to very annoyed to what the fuck, asshole? What about the apartment? As she's getting closer and closer to his face. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is prototypical Seinfeld, though, because these characters are assholes. Here's this guy who just lost his wife of like 50 years or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? He's grieving, trying to work through it. But yeah, yeah. What about the apartment? The apartment. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 oh, it's ruthless in 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 you know in 
indignance or whatever you want to call it. You know, it's like very much uh, self-absorbed, very much no self-awareness for the most part, right? It's all about them, but it's all about the right things about what you never talk about, but everybody experiences, right? And that's Seinfeld. It's, that's that's what it means to be a show about nothing. I like the argument between Jerry and Kramer after Kramer tells him about the levels. He's yes. going to build levels, Jerry. Levels in the house. Everything's going to be levels. And he bets him that he's not going to have that done by the end of the month. So he takes the bet for a, for a dinner bet or whatever that was. I think it was dinner. And uh, yes. <laughs> Kramer comes sure. in and... Sure. Tells him, I'm not going to do it anymore. So he's like, well, where's my money? He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. So the bet's off. No, no, no. That is the bet. I bet you that you weren't going to do it. (laughs) I could do it. Jerry's like, that wasn't the bet. Yeah. The bet was if you were going to do it. (laughs) I thought this, I thought that levels thing was much later in this. In I thought that was in a much later episode, but. To have it be here, that just kind of kicks it off with Kramer, right? Like, this is what it's about. It's just craziness personified from this guy nonstop in the background to what you're actually watching in. You know, it it's slowly going to stop being about Jerry's comedy and more be about writing for these characters. Well, and it's going to, you know, this is just the beginning of, like, the craziness of his apartment, of all the different things that go on with his apartment, of just the nutso type of different things that go on. I can't wait it's, we it's great. do the episode where Kramer and Newman fucking make sausage. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to be amazing. And, you know, when Jerry and Kramer switch apartments, like, there's so many things that we can't even remember because there's so many episodes on this show yeah. that we know we just haven't watched in a while. So that's why I'm looking forward to all these conversations. That might be my favorite episode when Jerry and Kramer switch apartments because that's the Kenny Rogers Roasters episode too, right? Yeah, Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. That, Roasters. I, I love that one. Way to continue with your missing the first name gimmick. I love the one where uh, George gets the job with the Yankees by doing the opposite of everything that he typically does. Uh, the John Paul episode. I think those might be my top three, and I, I'm probably missing one somewhere, but I, I specifically love those those three episodes. Oh, and the one where uh, Kramer burns down Susan's uh, dad's... Their cabin with the cigar. <laughs> like, I can't even get through it without laughing. And the Bubble Boy's in that one, too, right? And the Bubble Boy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> in that one. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't they play a Monopoly or something? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm jumping ahead. My well, bad. I think I think everybody knows what my favorite episode is. If you ever listen to this show, we we did a three parter for it, so <laughs> we'll get there in the last season. Uh, DP, last thoughts here on this episode um, as we just come back around the horn to wrap it up here. I love it. You know, like I kind of like you said. You know, it, it's. The, you start to see the change in the writing a little bit. They start to, you know, the characters obviously are getting strongly developed. And we bring in, like Platt said, you know, one of the best non-main characters in Uncle Leo. And you can see he's kind of raw, knowing where he's going to end up being, too. He's he's kind of in the raw part. But, you know, it's just... <laughs> it's great, again, because all these things are now starting to elevate. 
Like, the other episodes were setting the table. Kramer's craziness is starting to really come out now. Like, everything's getting ramped up to 11, it feels like, now, already. And we're only in the second episode of Season 2. So, awesome. And the Chinese restaurant episode, too. That's one of my favorites also. But I think of the episodes that we've watched thus far, I think this has been my favorite. And like Dan talked about, man, they're starting to kind of find their footing and their stride as a a show. So it's only going to get better from here, folks. So we'll get to the Chinese restaurant. That is the penultimate episode of this very season. Next week, we will be talking about the jacket. (laughs) Where we also learn of Elaine's father. Oh, is that the pinstripes in the jacket? The candy striping? We'll have to tune in next week to find out and hope you watching along with us as well. That's part of this experiment. So, uh, you know, follow us at Podcast DWI. Follow me at PC Tony. Follow uh, DP at It's Me TPP. Follow Chris at It's The Real C Platt. And shout out to us on social media. I mean, Twitter's the best way. Facebook works as well. It, just shout out to us. And we'll talk about Seinfeld with you. You know, it might take DP a minute to get back to you, but when he's there and sees it, he's going to get back to you. Chris is going to be yelling at you. I'll overreact right away. But it'll ha- it'll be a good time. It'll It'll all be fun. So... All right. I want to thank everybody for listening once again to everything ChairShot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming platforms, and of course, always right there, thechairshot.com, where we encourage you to enjoy your day the ChairShot way. Like I said, PC Tony, Twitter, Facebook, ChairShot Radio Network, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash thechairshot, DPP. Fire away. Say my I got you. Hey yo. All right, Chris. Let everybody know where they can find you. Hey yo. Oh you boy. Find no, me on Twitter, the real C flat man. I write B. Reza Ramon. All right, everybody. R.I.P. Razor Ramon. Most definitely, we will miss you. Um, and uh, in honor of that, you've been listening to the 316th edition of the podcast known as DWI. Go and pop off me and my clip put on. I'm like a young man. I'm here to get your bitch Big balls, man, aka police. Get them over your head like guitars. Kill these niggas, that's no problem. Kill these niggas, want no problem. That chop body like corn swaggle. Can't see you shot them like Sinkar. Roll it up, but that shit loud. It ain't mine if that shit not. Ladies hate when I rip through. But they in love with this Jake Ride. It's like now. Say hello to my python. I'm seeing punk with that mic, y'all. She go to sleep as my bike bomb. Bless that be her feelings. Niggas is Curtis Axe, so my rap is like Kurt Hennig. And then, don't it? I'm such a charmer. Come crown it. Not talking whip. I'm thinking Lawler. Cause I'm royalty. But we talking cars. It's not a problem. Just bought two big bodies. Call them Kamala and Umaga. Why the It's all it's at a. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hey. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.